presenting Kenneth E. Hagan, Things That Belong to Us. Together, together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, to lift up our voices in prayer and praise and song and adoration and thanksgiving unto thee for thy loving kindnesses and tender mercies which are ours. We thank you for your great plan of redemption that you planned and sent the Lord Jesus Christ to carry out. We thank you that we're privileged to walk in the light of that redemption today. We thank you for your precious, holy, written word. And as we approach your word tonight, we approach it reverently and humbly. We thank you for the great, mighty one, the Holy Spirit, whom you've sent to indwell us, to be our teacher, to be our guide. We trust him tonight to live big in us, to think through our minds, to speak through our lips, to unveil the word of God through these lips of clay unto our hearts, unto our spirits. We pray for all of us that we shall not just be hearers of the word only, deceiving our own selves as the scripture said, but may we be doers thereof, walking in the light of the word of God, putting your word into practice, for it's then that we become recipients of all you provided for us. In Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I'll invite you to open your Bible to the first chapter of the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to read the first three verses. Paul writing to the church at Ephesus says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Thank God this letter uh, belongs to and applies to the saints in Tulsa or wherever you live. And to all who are faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you in peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Let's read the fourth verse also. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Now I want you to notice particularly this third verse. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us, not who's going to bless us, but who hath blessed us. Well, in modern usage, we'd say who has, has blessed us. What has he blessed us with? How has he blessed us? With all spiritual blessings. With all there are. There aren't any more. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. I want to talk to you tonight about things that belong to us. Hallelujah. 
A lot of Christians don't even know that certain things belong to them. They keep trying to get what's theirs already. So they're out of faith and so they can't please God because the Bible said without faith it's impossible to please Him. Thank God our wonderful Heavenly Father in His great grace has given to the church enough to make it rich and strong. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. Now what does he mean by that? Every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies, in heavenly places, or in the heavenlies, one translation read, in heavenly places in Christ, in Christ. He means that in Christ's redemptive work, all that God did in Christ. You remember 2 Corinthians chapter 5 tells us, verse 19 tells us that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Hallelujah. That's so important. I think maybe we make a mistake quoting. Why don't we just turn there for just a moment and read it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we're all familiar with verse 17, therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, old things have passed away, behold all things have become new. But this 19th verse is just as true as the 17th verse is. To wit, that God was in Christ. Remember these all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. Think about that. Imputing is a, an accounting term. The Amplified Translation said he's, he's not counting up or holding against men their trespasses. Somebody but canceling them. See, he didn't just cancel our sin, he canceled everybody in the world's sin. Somebody said, well, they'll all be saved. Won't they? No, because they're still sinners. They need to get born again, become believers. And that's why it'll be so terrible when they get out into hell and find out they didn't have to go there. That all their sins, God wasn't holding them against them. But he'd canceled them out. Hallelujah. And he's given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So, in his redemptive work, all that God did in Christ, till the time that he was made sin. Notice that 21st verse of that 5th chapter of 2 Corinthians. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So in his great redemptive work, from the time that he made him, Christ, to be sin, until Jesus ascended on high, and sat down at the right hand of majesty, everything that God did in Christ belongs to the church, the body of Christ. We have been blessed. Jesus did nothing for himself. He didn't need to. He did it for us. And uh, God the Father didn't need anything. All that he did was for us. Remember the golden text of the Bible, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave 
His only begotten Son. You see, Jesus was our Father, God's gift to a lost world. He's not God's gift just to the church. He's God's gift to the whole world. God so loved the world. He's God's gift to a lost world. And you know what? He's never taken back that gift. Jesus still belongs to the world. The world owns Jesus. Whether it acknowledges its ownership or not, it still does because God gave him to the world and he hadn't taken him back. Amen. Are you listening to me? All that Jesus did in his substitutionary sacrifice is the private property of the individual for whom Jesus did it. Now for whom did he do it? Just you and me that's been born again? No, thank God he did it for the whole world. He did it for everybody. You know what? The sinner does not need to beg God to save him. The work's already been accomplished. All that he needs to do is to accept it and thank God for it, and then it becomes his. What do you have to do to receive a gift anyway? You know, the Bible said in another place that the wages of sin is death. But the gift, everybody say the gift. The gift of God is eternal life. Through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hallelujah. The gift. Well, it's your birthday today, we'll say. And we've got a birthday gift for you. Here, come and get it. Now, how long would you have to get on your knees here and beg and cry and pray and fast before you can get that birthday gift? No, sir. No, sir, you wouldn't have to do that at all. All you got to do is just come, bless God. Acknowledge it's yours. Believe it's yours. Reach your hands out and take it. Thank God God's gift belongs to us. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Sometimes I've, I've had through the years, because this isn't anything strange. I've been preaching like this for over 50 years. I remember I've had pastors to say to me, Brother Hagin, you just make it too easy for people to get saved. I said, no, it wasn't me that made it easy. It was God. Amen. I didn't send Jesus. I didn't offer the gift of eternal life to everyone that would come and receive the gift. Did you? No, thank God. God in his great mercy made it possible and made it easy. Hallelujah. Thank God. You see, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 said, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Verse 9, not of works, lest any man should boast. Salvation is a gift. Faith comes by acting on the word of God. We act on the word. We take Jesus Christ as our Savior. We confess him as our Lord, and we receive eternal life that very moment. The very life of God. Ephesians chapter 2, that we're right there in that. Look at the 10th verse now. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Did you notice that? Created in Christ Jesus. Now go back to our original text. 
He hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ. We are his workmanship created by God in Christ Jesus. You see, the work was accomplished before Christ arose from the dead and that work belongs to us now. All we need to do is to accept it. Just accept it. Hallelujah. Now, let's go just a step further. Thank God we all know the new birth, salvation, the new birth, the remission of sins belongs to us. But did you ever stop to think about it? Healing belongs to us. Now let's go back first to Isaiah, the 53rd chapter in the Old Testament. Verses 4 and 5, Surely he hath borne our griefs, King James translation said, and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Now actually in the Hebrew, if you look it up, you'll find the word griefs and sorrows here is correctly is translated, Surely he hath, he hath borne our sicknesses, our diseases, and carried our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Verse 5, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Now then come over to the New Testament. See, that's Isaiah uh, before Calvary, giving us a preview of the coming Messiah and of Jesus dying and being raised from the dead and purchasing salvation for us. Now notice, Peter, looking back to the cross in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 says, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Now notice that uh, Isaiah is prophesying, looking to the future of what is going to come to pass. Peter is not prophesying. He's stating a fact of something that has already happened. By whose stripes ye were healed. Now remember, Matthew said in Matthew 8, 17, he was quoting Isaiah. He said that Isaiah, the prophet, said himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Now, you see, God laid our diseases on Jesus, or the cause of them, and by whose stripes ye were healed. By whose stripes ye were healed. I've seen people that have been seeking healing for years, good people, splendid people, wonderful people, Spirit-filled people seeking healing for years and say to me, I, I don't know why God won't heal me. And I've said to them just to get their attention, he's not going to heal you. Oh, he's not? No, I said he's not going to heal you. You see, healing's already bought and paid for. It's yours. Every single time that I was able to move that person to the place to believe what the Scripture says. See, we think we believe what the Scripture says a lot of times. We don't believe it at all. See, the Scripture said, by whose stripes he were healed. Well, if we were, I was. And if I was, I am. And as Fred Price said, I is. I is healed, present tense. 
Amen. Now, she start believing that. Start believing that. Every time I've got people to do that, every time, almost instantly, they were well. And I've seen people that were crippled and couldn't walk a step. The doctor said they'd never walk again. When I got them to see that truth, and they'd been praying and begging and crying that God would heal them. And you know, in our early stage of spiritual development, very often God met us there because we didn't know any better. We were babies. I said to the prayer school here one day, you know, I learned, I, I can't remember <coughs> uh, when I first started praying that way. But, but I can remember when I prayed, now I lay me down to sleep. I prayed the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I prayed the Lord my soul to take. Did you ever pray that? I can't remember the first time I prayed that. I can't remember. But how many of you pray that away now? No, you see, you've outgrown that. You know the same thing's true spiritually. We get born again, children of God, just in a babyhood state of development. And, and, and God meets us on that level because we don't know any better, and thank God he does. But did you ever just really stop and think about it? That the believer really doesn't need to ask God to heal him. Because surely he has borne our sicknesses. All the believer needs to do is to know that healing belongs to him. You really don't need to pray for something that already belongs to you. I recite very often just the other day here at prayer school, I related this twice, actually, in, in, in my life. Uh, it, it seemed that death had come and fashioned itself on me, and I just started laughing. Now, I don't mean I felt like laughing. Now, there is this thing as laughing in the spirit. You're inspired to laugh. I mean, you can't hardly do anything else but laugh. Amen? You're in the spirit. But I just started laughing right in the face of the devil, just myself. I remember I was holding a meeting one time. And I'd gotten off to sleep, sleeping good. Now, I was awake at about 1.30 in the morning. And I had some of the most severe heart symptoms. I mean, it just looked like everything could come back on me. Well, I can remember that when I was bed fast, you know, five different doctors on my case and medical science said there wasn't anything you could do. And so the devil said to me, well, it's no use turning to medical science. They can't do anything. They've already told you that. And now this has come back on you and you're going to die. That's what's going to happen to you. This is one time that you're not going to get your healing. Well, I was standing in the postage. Tell you the real truth about the matter. I was holding me. I don't think they ever do it, but I was holding a meeting for brother and sister Goodwin in Pasadena, Texas. And so I was in a bedroom, you know, down the hall from them. I didn't want to wake them, disturb them. And so I pulled the cover up over my head and started laughing. <laughs> just like this, sounded just exactly like this. I don't mean I felt like laughing. I just started laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. covered my head up to muffle it, you know, it's in the wintertime, February. I just kept on. Now at a time like that, I don't know, I had my head covered up. Couldn't look at a watch. Don't know how long it was. But you know, a lot of times, I know a few seconds sometimes will seem like 10 minutes. It seemed to me like I must have laughed for 10 minutes. I don't know how long I'd laughed if the devil hadn't spoke to me. But he spoke to me again, and this time he said, what are you laughing about? 
See, I knew that there's a devil talking earlier said this is one time you're not going to get healing because that's doubt and that's unbelief. That couldn't be God. It's not in line with the Bible. And, 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 and so here's this voice again that said, what are, you, what are you laughing about? I said, I'm Mr. Devil. I'm laughing at you. What are you laughing at me about? I said, because you said I'm not going to get healed. That's right. That's right, you're not going to get your healing. This is one time you're not going to get healed. I said, ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Just kept on till he said the second time. What are you laughing about? I said, I'm laughing at you. What are you laughing at me about? I said, because you said I'm not going to get healed. That's right. This is one time that you're not going to get healed. I said, ha, 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 I just kept on. Seemed to me like I must have laughed 10 minutes. I don't know. It didn't time. And the third time, you see. He said to me again, what are you laughing about? I said, I'm laughing at you. What are you laughing at me about? I said, because you said you're, I'm not going to get here. That's right. That's right. You're not going to get here. This is one time that you're not going to get healed. I said, ha, 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 ha. I didn't feel like laughing. I'm not inspired to laugh. I'm really just laughing in the flesh. I'm just putting it on. Amen. I know Jesus had just received the Holy Ghost, been anointed the Holy Ghost, but he went out in the wilderness. He fasted 40 days and nights. I know, man, he felt so inspired when the devil came because he was a hungry and said, if you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread. But Jesus said, it's written. Hallelujah. And so the fourth time the devil said to me, what are you laughing about? I said, I'm laughing at you. What are you laughing at me about? I said, you said I'm not going to get healed. That's right. That's right. This is one time you're not going to get healed. I said, ha, ha, Mr. Devil. I don't expect to get healed. Sure, I'm not going to get healed. No. I don't expect to get healed. You know why? Because I am. Yeah. Pulled the cover off my head, turned the light on, and got my Bible. It's right there on the table. I, and opened it to 1 Peter 2, 24. I said, you see here, in, in case you can't read, I'll read this to you. <laughs> Amen. Who is own self by our sins in his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes ye were. Ye were. See, I said to the devil, we were healed. I was healed. I am healed. I'm not trying to get it. What I'm going to get it for, Jesus already got it for me. Jesus already got it for me. No use of me trying to get it. All I've got to do is to believe it. All I've got to do is to appropriate it. All I've got to do is receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. So I said, just, 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 just pack up your duds and get out of here. And I'll tell you, he scurried around there and got everything belonged to him and all of his symptoms and left. Amen. All we need to do is to rebuke the enemy in Jesus' name and order him to leave our bodies. 
and just began to thank God for what belongs to us. Say it out loud. By whose stripes? By whose stripes? Ye were healed. Ye were healed. By whose stripes? By whose stripes? We, we were, healed. were healed. If we were healed, if we were healed I was healed. By whose stripes? By whose stripes? I was healed. I believe that in my heart. And because I believe that in my heart, I say it with my mouth. By whose stripes? I was healed. Hallelujah. If I was healed, I am healed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I have testimonies. Some of them I met personally. I, uh, I try to in crusades yet, shake hands with people in the morning times. They got a good, good testimony, and again and again, I have folks to tell me. Other folks write to me, and I never even prayed for them, never laid a hand on them. They, they, they heard me make that kind of a statement and just appropriated it and were perfectly healed of incurable diseases. Medical science had said, we can't do anything for you. There's no, there's no cure for it. But years afterwards, they were still alive and so well. It's all so simple. You know, the thing about it is that, that many times folks try to make things so complicated, folks can't understand it. No, that's not God. I said, that's not God. God made it so simple that even the simple can understand it. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, here's a good scripture to stand on. I wonder if we can stand on the Word. I heard them singing somewhere recently on radio uh, uh, from some service or somewhere or something. An old one. Standing on the promises. We used to sing that. Standing on the promises that cannot fail. Glory to God. Standing on the promises of God. Well, look at the 27th Psalm and the first verse.